Simon hung his hat in the city of Cyrene, a popular, prosperous city in Libya. For 14 chapters in the book of Mark, the spotlight never shone on Simon. As far as we know, he wasn't even on stage. But in Mark 15, he took the hands of his two boys and headed for Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. While they were there, they heard rumors about this one named Jesus from Nazareth. Few hailed him as the Savior. Most condemned him as a sinner. Almost all in Jerusalem wanted him dead. And Simon was standing along the path that led from Pilate's judgment hall to Calvary as he watched this Jesus struggle to carry his cross. He had been beaten nearly to death and now shouldered an old rugged cross. His strength was giving out. He fell to the ground with a thud. Suddenly, after years of living, working, worshiping behind the scenes, the spotlight shone on Simon. A hateful and impatient soldier grabbed him by the arm and threw him down to the ground. The Romans had little value for human life. They may just tack Simon to his own cross once they got to Calvary. Simon's life may be over before the day was. With all eyes on him, Simon knelt beneath the weight of that rugged beam and hefted it on his shoulders. Simon's two little guys, Rufus and Alex, stood as they watched their dad follow this beaten and bloodied Jesus down the road toward Calvary. Soon, the crowd's cries started back as they heard the crowd cry for Jesus' blood. Once Jesus and Simon made it to the mountain, the soldiers took the cross from Simon and signaled for him to leave. Just as fast as the spotlight shone on Simon, the spotlight shifted away from him, and his role in redemption's story was over. I want to tell you a little more about our good friend Simon right after this. A good day to you, Simplify listeners. Hope you're having a very happy new year. This 2022, you're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Homemade Disciples on Simplify. Simon ran back down the hill to find his two little guys. With so little time in the spotlight, it's incredibly interesting to notice what the writer Mark noticed about Simon. He only gave him one verse amidst 16 entire chapters to tell us who he was and what he did. Of all that could have been important to Mark about Simon, this is what he wrote about him. Then they compelled a certain man, Simon a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by, to bear his cross. Mark chapter 15, verse 21. This is what the Holy Spirit inspired Mark to write. He was the father of Alex and Rufus. We don't know if Simon drove an escalator or an escort, but we do know there were a couple of little wide-eyed boys named Alex and Rufus who counted on Simon and called him dad. Here's why what mattered to Mark should matter to us. Scripture's silence about all other things screams to us of the eternal value of this one thing. It is our high calling to disciple our families to God and His Word. Don't just leave that to the Sunday school teachers or the children's pastor or the student pastor or the pastor. God is calling on moms and dads and stepmoms, stepdads, grandmas, grandpas, nanas, papas, mimis, pop-pops, to disciple our families to know God and His Word. One day your little ones, maybe they're your children, maybe they're your grandchildren, are going to ask questions like, what's baptism? That's one of our girls called baptism, baptism. Super cute. They'll ask questions like, why do we have to have the Holy Ghost? Or how come we're still hungry after communion? 
Those aren't just church questions. Those are the kinds of questions our kids should be asking and our parents should be answering at home. Because before God gave us the church, he gave us the family. And he commanded moms and dads in Deuteronomy chapter 6 to teach our children diligently and talk of God's words and talk of God's ways whenever we sit in our house and when we walk by the way, when we lie down, when we rise up. If our kids and the next generation are to learn about Jesus, it has to be more than just what they hear in his house. It must be married with what they hear in our house. We need homemade disciples, not just disciples who are made in Sunday school and in children's church and in youth group, but homemade disciples who are made at home, who are made by parents to know Jesus and to be able to walk with him in our house. So here's what I'm challenging you to do. Start a family devotion. Whenever you go to the house of God the next time and you join together with other brothers and sisters to worship God and you hear the message preached or you hear the lesson taught, when you get home, continue the conversation. Ask questions like, okay, so what did we learn today? What was the story today? And then what did it mean for them? And then what does it mean to us? And then what are we going to do this week as a family to apply what we've heard? Continue the conversation. Read a Bible storybook together. Read through the Bible together. Read through a devotional like, uh, I'll simplify. Even if you don't learn how to make homemade soup or homemade sourdough this year, be sure to make this your mission this year. Make a homemade disciple and do it for the glory of God. Let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to give you somebody Maybe it is your children, maybe it's your grandchildren or niece or nephew, or maybe it's somebody in the church who doesn't have parents who live for God or have parents who are in the church, but you could be a, an adopted spiritual father, grandfather, mother, grandmother to them and help them be a disciple of Jesus Christ, not only at church, in the church house, but from your house. Lord God, I thank you today. Thank you for all the people who have invested in my life. Thank you for all the people who have given up their time, their energy, their effort, their money to be able to disciple me and help me to know you. I pray, Lord, help me to be a disciple maker, not just at church when we gather together, but in my own home, among my family, my wife, my daughters. Help me, Lord, to make homemade disciples. Help every one of our Simplify listeners, whether they're singles who can adopt somebody in the church spiritually or they have children and grandchildren of their own. I pray, help them to make homemade disciples. Help all of us to live at our faith every day. Help all of us to do your will and to share your goodness and the good news of who you are and what you've done with others this week. I pray help us to apply what we've heard today to live it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. I, I love that you're part of the Simplify listening audience and want to give a shout out to all of those who have been so faithful to listen to Simplify and have been such a blessing to me and to this podcast. You may have noticed on your Simplify platform, especially if you're a Podbean listener, that we have crested 80,000 downloads now. We're continuing to climb the download count. So I just want to say thank you so much for all those who have been listening and made this a part of their walk with God and devotion, and for those who have been sharing it and letting others be a part of it. Thank you so much. Be sure to click subscribe. That way you'll know every time a new episode drops click share. That way you can share it with other people and you can bless them as hopefully, I pray, Simplify has blessed you.
this next week, I want to share with you a devotion since we're still in this New Year's time period, and I don't know how long you're supposed to say Happy New Year, so Happy New Year. We're gonna. I want to share with you a devotion called Down, 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 and it's along the lines of a new year, so looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.